Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Center. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Hello and welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. Now this week, we're going to look at fake news and why you should not believe everything you see online. We'll then get into the Australian stock market so I can share with you my thoughts, where it's heading, along with answering your questions and looking at stocks for you. Hello, I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within, and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Before we move on, thank you for showing your support for the channel and hitting that subscribe button. Remember, as you subscribe, click the bell on the right of it so you keep up to date with our latest videos. Also, remember to tune in to our live Australian stock market show every Tuesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Time. Now, this is a show where you get to ask us, the stock market education and trading experts, to look at your favourite stocks, and answer all of your most burning questions. Now the term fake news became a mainstream term during the 2016 US election campaign, as false or heavily biased stories were distributed on hundreds of websites and across social media. Now this issue has now become a global problem as it challenges the way we share information and perceive the world around us. Only the other day, as I was preparing to write this report, I typed into Google the search term trending stock market news. And I was surprised to see a listing with the title Amazon releasing a new platform. Now, after clicking on the link, I was taken to a news website or what looked and felt like a news website. The webpage I landed on then led with the statement, Amazon launches their newest platform to help families become wealthier. They also showed photos of Jeff Bezos to make it look very authentic. Now, I started reading the article with interest until I got to the point where it stated that Amazon could transform anyone into a millionaire within three to four months. Now, as you can guess, at that point, my interest changed from one of being interested to one of being suspicious. Now, rather than being a service delivered by Amazon, it was fake news site. It was really a fake news website with propaganda designed to mislead investors and promoting a questionable investment service. Now, late last year, there was also a questionable website using the reputation of Dick Smith to entice people to trade their hard-earned money in order to generate huge returns. Of course, again, it was fake news designed to take money from hardworking individuals. Now, whilst we are all responsible for the decisions we make, I have to question whether this type of marketing is fair, as I strongly doubt it is even legal. Yet, there it was on my PC screen. Whilst we are all familiar with the statement, by beware, this can present challenges if a website looks credible and uses the credibility of a company or an individual to attract people to buy goods and services. 
Given the online censorship that has gone on over the past few years and all the talk about fake news, how this website was allowed to even be displayed on my PC screen is beyond me. That said, the fundamentals for every individual do not change. If something sounds too good to be true, it most probably is. In fact, I would suggest that if something sounds too good to be true, then just assume it's fake or at least dubious until you can confirm otherwise. Therefore, when it comes to the stock market, my advice is to always use credible, well-known news sites to get your information and always to check who you're dealing with. If a website is asking you to invest or subscribe to an investment product, always do your research to confirm if they are licensed in Australia, as the regulators will have little recourse in helping you if something does turn out to be fake news. Now let's get into the stock market now where the best and what were the best and worst performing sectors last week. Now communication services was the best performer up 2.13% followed by materials that was up 1.54% and consumer staples that was down 0.25% for the week. The worst performing sectors, they included industrials down 3.81%, followed by utilities, that was down 1.93%, and energy down 1.59%. The best performers in the ASX S&P Top 100 stocks included IAG, which was up 8.10%, with Macquarie Group up 7.26%, after releasing a good report during the current reporting season. ALS Limited was up 5%, with Aurora not far behind, up 4.85%. The worst performers last week, well, they included AMP, and that was down 16.19% after Ari's management backed out of their $4.9 billion bid for the company. Challenger also fell heavily down 12.89%, while Borrell, that was down 7.86%. So what do I expect in the market moving forward? Well, let's get into the charts for our S&P 500. All Ordinaries Index update for this week. We'll also answer your questions and look at the stocks that you've chosen for me. Well, again, the stock market has been quite interesting the last week and not necessarily doing what I've expected. I know, you know, two weeks ago, I thought the market would go down for another week and it went down on the Monday and traded up for the rest of the week. Last week, I thought it would probably go up and it went up on the Monday and then traded down the rest of the week. So it did the opposite, in th roughly, roughly the opposite of what I thought it would do, even though it went in the direction I thought for at least one day, it didn't do the rest. And uh, that's what I was saying to you a few weeks back. I thought the market would be a little bit volatile for a number of reasons, one of which is we're in more reporting season and the market can be tend to be a little bit more volatile. But right now there's a lot more heightened volatility in the market, obviously, um, with people all, um, people jumping on things, if that makes sense, and randomly picking stocks and trying to ramp them, that sort of stuff. We're seeing a lot of that, which is more bubblish type of behavior. And when we see that, we do get some form of, I won't say indecision, but we get some erratic behavior, not only in stocks, but also in the market. And we're seeing that at this point in time. But let's go and have a look at the chart. Now on your screen is my chart that you would have seen last week um, with the monthly chart on the All Ordinaries Index on the left and the, the weekly on the right. I'm just going to bring up the weekly chart and then I'll take you to another chart where I've got some more work onto it. Now, looking at this, this is the previous all-time high from February last year, which was the week ending the 21st of February. So it's nearly a year since we've seen that. 
that's taken us nearly a year to get back to this point where the S&P and the Dow and other markets in the US have actually broken through that level. Now, there's a few things I want to share with you. If we're looking at here, let's just use some momentum for a bit of it. And we're looking at that first run out of that the March 2020 low through to that June high. You can see it sort of went on that roughly that angle, but it doesn't generally go for that long. You can see there's for a couple of weeks it went on that angle, for another couple of weeks it went on that angle, for a few more weeks it went on that angle. Um, and currently it's not doing that. But if we keep going on that angle, then I would suggest you know this market, if we do get an up week this week, it would travel along this up to around about 7,500 points, maybe even up to 7,600 points. So my point from a momentum point of view, if we do start getting a move up here, and it needs to go above that high of last week, which was 7,181.5 points, um, if it does that, then we are more bullish, I would suggest now for probably in the next four to six weeks, maybe eight weeks, our market will be moving up. Now, that said, I do think we need a bit more of a sustained move down because the market can't keep moving at the rate it has been since March last year. We do need to find a yearly low, basically. And I'm expecting that sort of April, May-ish at this point in time. So we're just searching for a high. So this move up may be a little bit short and sharp if it does happen. But it is possible we will get a move down and we'll go below the low of um, two weeks ago, which is 6770.8 points. So it is possible because this is, I did think we were going to get another week down before we took off. And that's if you go back and look at some of my recordings, you would have seen that that I was expecting. If I go and use my um, trend arrow tool, which I think I've got now, there it is. So at this point in time, I was thinking this would probably happen and then move up to make new highs. It didn't actually occur. So what I'm thinking of at the moment is we could now be going down into that. So there's one of two possibilities and you know, it, there is always two sides to the story. And I know some people sometimes say, you know, you're taking a bit of both sides down. You have to. And when you're investing and trading, you have to know what's going to happen either way. Or sorry, know what you would do regardless. I can't control the market. All I can control is when I get in and when I get out, nothing more. So I need to understand if the market goes up, what's my strategy? And if the market goes down, what's my strategy? Because I'm not going to be right 100% of the time. So if the market goes up, where is it likely to go to? And why didn't that keep my tool? There's my tool. So if it does go up, I'm thinking it probably goes somewhere up in around along that line, somewhere up between 75 and 7,600 points, and then come down into sort of April, May. Um, and at this point in time, it's only conjecture, but let's just say 6,500 um, points, which will be the low. That's one theory that could actually occur. The other one could be, uh, it could be that we fall down right now, down into March, and have a lower low than what we saw through here and then start to move up and do the opposite and then move up from here into a, into a bullish market and make new highs towards the second half here. That's, it. That's either way it could happen, but I need to understand what is happening and what I would do. So if I was buying above, if we do trade above this level of 7181, 
during this week and it is moving up, I need to expect that whatever I'm buying would be a short-term trade possibly. If I'm buying medium to long-term, then I need to know whatever I'm buying may dip through into April, May into that sort of area. So expect a bit of a dip, but if I've got a good stock that looks long-term bullish and the fundamentals are sound, then just expect it and just let it go. If you're somebody who trades short-term, this move could be short and sharp up here. So you could get some good money, but you'd know you need to exit reasonably quickly because it could turn against you on your short-term trade may move into a loss quite quickly depending on where you enter. But it just, to me, it just, the, your probability starts to look, get lower and lower the more this rises at this point in time. I'm going to show you something a little bit, sort of explains a little bit, and there's some little bit of work that I put on here, and I won't explain it all, but I am, as I was expecting a low in this blue area, and there's still time, as you can see, there's time right out to March to have this low. So if we do come down into the low, um, that would what I would be expecting there. Now, I am expecting the market to pro go up in this move. If it does move up this week, I expect it to go up through 7,400 points, possibly as high as 7,800, 7,900 points. But I'm expecting maybe 74 to 7,600 points will actually see this um, really end. And there's a whole lot of reasons why our market's found some resistance all around here and right now where it is. But I won't really go into that. But I'll go back into here and just share with you a couple of interesting things if I take this off. You can see how our volatility in our market has actually slowed. If you're looking through here, back from the, the week ending the 11th of December, it closed at 6886. There's not a lot of movement here. We're now at 7081 was the close. So if I expand that up so you can see it. The market's pretty much traded really sideways. I've had a little bit of a breaking move, so the momentum really has slowed, but it hasn't really fallen away. And if I use my other little tool, if I put it on the right one, looking, at, even just going back here to the 15th of January, we can see the market's really only moved 1.5%, even though it's had some big moves between there and down in here. This is a significant move down and a significant move up in our marketplace. Again, it's just sharing with you how the market at the moment is not necessarily being normal. Um, and I can say that with a bit of a tongue in my cheek. But it's looking for direction and this could be spelling the market may fall away heavily into sort of March, April or May at this point in time. And again, I'll know that pretty soon. If we do break through this high this week of that 7181, I would suggest we'll go through that pretty quickly. The previous all-time high of 7289 and move up into that 74 to 7600 point range before we then move down. If it goes down this week, then expect it, it might go below. It's likely to go below the low of last week. Uh, the week before, sorry, which is 6770. So that's my take on the market at the moment. So right now, I think just sit on your hands and just wait for that direction to be a little bit more confirmed. If it does go more bullish, then by all means, buy some great stocks, but make sure you, you, you understand what length of time you're looking for, whether it's short, medium or long term, and make your decisions based on that. If it does go down, maybe you might uh, need to get ready to exit some stocks. Just because it goes down, there's no reason to exit your stocks. Your stocks need to tell you they're going down and trigger um, exit strategies. I know some people just sell stocks because I think, because I've said, hey, look, the market's going down. So they just randomly just sell their stocks. Not a good strategy. You really do need to make sure that you stop losses and proper exit strategies, not just get out or get in because somebody says to get out or the market's going up or down. The market is not a stock. And, and I'll say that and I'll say it again and again and again. The market is not the stock. 
the market is a product of all of the stocks in the marketplace, the 500 stocks. So regardless of whether the market is going up or down, the stocks you hold may go up or down independently to the market. So for example, if I say the market's going up this week, I think it's really bullish, BHP might go down. Macquarie Bank may go down. It's going opposite to the market or it may do that. Or if I say the market's going down, BHP and Macquarie may go up. So always look at the stocks, always take your signals from the stocks, never take your signals from the market, but just understand that when the market's rising, it's generally the biggest stocks in the market taking it up, and generally when it's falling, the, the biggest stocks are taking it down. But the stocks you own may not go up or down with the market. So always make your decisions based on confirmation of the move from the stocks that you actually have. But let's now get into the questions from you today. Uh, the first question we have today is from Bratz Babes. Uh, I think that's how you say it. What are your thoughts on gold, G-O-R and D-E-G? I'm holding these stocks for a while uh, for me, but they seem to be going down on a daily basis. The interesting question now, but let's go and have a look at the charts and see what I mean. But gold, and like I'm saying, is gold is the, is the underlying product, not necessarily what the stock's going to do. So you might find these stocks may move on gold, on the gold price, or they may move on the US dollar price or a combination of the two. So don't always assume if gold's going up that the stocks will be going up and, and inversely the same thing. Always take your signals. But I'm not sure why you're in, uh, in this stock, in Gold Road Resources, because it just looks like it's been going down and um, you do need to have a stop loss in it. But it's probably just coming back to roughly an area. It's probably getting close to an area of support. If I look over here on the monthly chart, you can see here the longer term move on this stock is pretty is pretty easy to see. Uh, you've probably just bought in thinking gold was going to move, but you can look at that. That's pretty much it's just come roughly back to its angle. Now, please do not assume that because I've drawn this line here that now that's finding support and it's going to start to rise up. Always, 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 always have an exit strategy, and it is. It has been going down since um, July last year. So you are right, it has been going down on a daily basis. If it breaks that low of $1.13, which it hasn't done yet, I believe, let me look at this, it's $1.16. If it breaks that low of $1.13, then it's gonna go lower. It's pretty much as simple as that. Um, so you need to set rules around your buying and selling for yourself. And uh, again, you know, I know, you probably heard me say this before, but nobody have asked me questions or never worries about stocks going up only when they're going down. And they're going down because they don't, they worry about them because they don't have rules around exiting. Uh, and so please, I would implore you just to buy my book and it'll help you understand how to exit a stock. The other stock you mentioned is D Gray Mining and it was the yeah, same thing. You're looking at that. I, all I can see is downward move. Now you probably bought in somewhere up around here because you've seen it rise so strongly um, over a period of time from sort of 10 cents-ish down there in February last year. In 12 months, it's made this massive move. Now hopefully you bought it somewhere down here and you're in massive profit at the moment, which would be great but I suspect you're not making a profit and you've bought in too late and it's falling away. I can't give you any good news on this stock at all. I, I wouldn't have my money in it at all, but your choice. It's I'm not telling you to buy or sell or what you do with your money. I'm, you're just asking me what I'm thinking of the stock. And right now, this stock is in a confirmed downtrend and same with the other stock is in a confirmed downtrend. What you do with that information is really up to you. All I'm suggesting is you need to have rules around buying and selling um, and really don't follow 
the market. So you need to put a line in the sand of where is enough is enough for you um, because some of these smaller stocks, these mining stocks and smaller mining stocks, they could go right back down. So this stock could go right back down to its 10 cents. I'm not saying it's definitely going to do that or any suggesting it will do that. All I'm saying is it could do that. And how would you feel if it did do that and you hadn't exited? Um, and I'm not telling you to exit, I'm just saying make sure you've got some rules around it. Draw your line in the sand and make sure you know why you're buying and why you're selling. So that's really my best advice. Now, the next question we have is from somebody called Edited. Great name. Um, hi, Dale. On social media, stock SLV has had a lot of hype. It's been trading sideways for a while, but last week had a spike, but no yield last year and has a market cap of $265 million. Can you look at this one for me? I got in at 22 cents. Well, your first mistake, mate, um, is you looked at chat, social media. Don't take tips from social media. And Janine and I constantly say that, keep out of social media. Don't take your tips from that, know why you're buying and know you're selling. So let's go and have a look at the stock anyway and have a good look at it. Um, back on your screen, let me bring it up here. Now it wasn't S, you quoted the, the, the code SLV, it's SVL, I guess, that because uh, it took me a few minutes to figure it out what you were talking about because um, you didn't mention the name of the stocks but i'm guessing it's silver mines limited with the stock code svl which you can see there, not slv but i guess you bought you said you bought in around 20 odd cents here somewhere around um in here it took off like a rocket um pretty much possibly because of um a chat forum but interesting if you look here um, you know, it gapped up. It probably went on the chat forums because it gapped up to t up 26% on opening between one week and the next. It was up nearly 50% that week before coming down. And if I get rid of it, you can see there it closed down low. So most of the people would have been buying in here because of a chat forum or social media only to end up the week losing money if they hadn't exited. And it was only up a few percent for the week uh, between one week to the next. Now, if I go and put my tool back on here again now i'll explain a few more things for you in a second if i put my tool on it's currently up about 12 percent since um whatever was going on on those chat forums etc so last week when you sent me the question early last week this is what was going on this is telling me that there's an issue here with the data and what that means is it says the latest data for this is the 10th of february um, so it might be up, need updating. First thing it says to me is one thing, is my data up to date? Yes, it is. Second thing is this stock has had a trading halt on it. So, which means it's not being quoted, which means my daily data, if I go down to daily and look at this, you can see my daily data finished on Wednesday last week. So that's where we're at. So something's going on. So all I did then was go, okay, well, what's happening? Then I went to the announcements and I just Googled it and I'll bring up this. And this is from the silvermines.com. If you look at their website up there, silvermines.com. I just said silvermines, silvermines ASX announcements. And that's all I did. And this came up on their website. And this is saying pursuant to ASX listing rule 17.1, Silver Mines Limited hereby request a trading halt on its securities with immediate effect pending announcement relating to a capital raising. So it's stopped trading. So you, if you own that stock right now, you cannot sell that. You can't buy it. You can't sell it right now. And a lot of people treat that as a negative thing. And it's not necessarily. Now here it keeps going, it says the company anticipates that the request to lift the trading halt will be made no later than the opening of trade on Monday the 15th of February, concurrent with the release of an announcement in respect to capital raising. So by the time you see this video, 
we may have uh, the, the stock may be quoted and we would have some details of any possible capital raising. Capital raising is not necessarily an exciting thing for the stock at this point in time. So it may, depending on what they want to, how they're going to capital raise, whether they want to raise it by selling shares at a slightly discounted price. So basically at the moment, even it's around about that sort of 26, 27 cents. I have a look at the chart and give you an example, whatever it is. It's what is it? Um, 27.2 cents, so 27.5 of a cent. Um, and so they may put out a capital raising to sell the stock at 22 cents or 24 cents or 21 cents, uh, lower than the current price to get people enticed to buy it to get a bit of a jump on that. So, so you might find the stock might fall a little bit, but you do need to understand why you bought this stock rather than just being, it's been on a, a social media and people talking about it. And this is why I constantly say, and Janine constantly says, have some rules around your buying and selling because this is a stock I wouldn't trade. It just wouldn't trade. It's too illiquid for me and it runs on news and information and it's a lot more guesswork. And, and to me, I know a lot of people say to me, well, you know, hey, these things can go, you know, 50% in a week or two. Yeah, they can. And this one did, but they can also do the exact opposite just as quickly. And you'll find that nine times out of 10 or eight times out of 10, you'll get burnt and you might win a few times, but eventually the statistics show and history constantly reminds, reminds us that if you follow the herd, you'll get burnt eventually, you'll give the money back to the market. So nothing will replace knowing what to do yourself, why you're buying and why you're selling and how to manage it. But right now, just look at the announcement, what happened, what they're doing with capital raising because you do own it. Look at whether you want to keep holding on to it because you're slightly in a profit right now. Um, uh, but by the time the announcement comes out, you may not be in a profit. And I don't know because I said, I'm not, I can't read the announcements because it's happening sometime this morning and I'm doing this before the market opens. Now, last week, I did ask you to tell me how you find stocks to buy now, or do you do your own research? Do you subscribe to a recommendation services or follow social media for tips? And it was really interesting following the post. Now, may I say, I was not really expecting many responses as I have, or as in my experience, I found that most investors and traders don't, don't really have any great plan or strategy when it does come to selecting the stocks for their portfolio. If instead I asked everyone to tell me what stocks they think will be the best performer, I get lots and lots of comments. Everybody can tell me about a stock I should be buying, but very few can tell me and articulate properly why they're buying it and what their process and strategy is. And even when I get in a room full of traders, you know, I do, I used to do seminars all the time and, you know, you'd have four, five, six hundred people in a room, hundred people, five hundred thousand people in a room. And you say, put your hand up if you've got a proper trading plan and less than 10% of people would always put their hand up. The rest wouldn't. Um, and you talk to people and they go, oh, I'm buying because I, and it's, constant, just wishy-washy sort of answers about what their strategy is. You know, the best investors, the best traders know exactly why they're buying and why they're selling and the process they're going to take there. So, but again, as I said, I get lots of comments if I just ask for a stock, but uh, what's more important, knowing what to buy or knowing why you're buying it. That's the question, knowing what to buy or why you're buying it. Now, I'm sure you already know that my answer is and always will be why you are buying it. Now, following the herd, watching chat forums or getting hot tips will never be a solid strategy to consistently profit from the market. It will also never replace really understanding why you should own a stock. Now, some of you may be sitting out there going, Dave, you're full of BS. I'm following chat forums. I'm making money. Well, good luck to you. If that's what you're doing and you're making money, 
I don't have a problem with it, but no, history tells us that's fraught with danger and the majority of people do end up losing. And I've seen people do it for one, two, three years and all of a sudden they wipe themselves out. Um, I've been around long enough to see people do it. I've been watching people buy all sorts of manner of the flavor of the month type thing like GameStop or Bitcoin or, you know, whether it was FX options or my binary options or e-minis and the list goes on and on and on and on to tech stocks, you name it. I've seen it so many times that people for a period of time make money by what they're doing, but eventually they give it back to the market if they don't respect the market and have the knowledge to do it. But I want to have a look at a couple of the great answers that we got from you, our viewers. Now, the first was from Nidal, who says, I use screening programs to look for appropriate PE ratio, higher dividend yield, and acceptable equity debt ratio. So acceptable debt to equity ratio, PE yields. I would also add into that EPS, mate. I would add in EPS. It's really important to look in terms of growth as well, but you may already be doing that. They go on to say all... Afterwards, the stock must start a new trend line as a continual condition for entry. So, so they've done the fundamental analysis and then they've added it must be in an uptrend before I buy it. Love your rules. Well done. And I think you'd be a much better investor and trader for that. The next one was from somebody uh, called Simon who said, Hi, Dale. Research is done by annual reports over the last three years, if available of ASX listed company I'm investing in. So he goes and gets their annual reports. Ill easy to do, just go and look at, if you wanna go BHP, go and go to the ASX website, look for announcements, look for their annual reports for the last three years, it'll be there. No problems at all. Um, sometimes you can go to the company's website like I did, I showed you there for that um, silver company. You can go to their website and see their annual reports. Now, he also goes on to say this includes certain ratios of probability, access, efficiency, capital structures, and also market performances. So that could be certain metrics like the previous person, like P ratios, dividend yields, debt to equity, all those sorts of things. He doesn't particularly articulate it, but he says he does it. Now, within this, I also include buyers versus sellers as trends of certain sectors, thus including performances of the sector itself. I also take a percentages of the profits and run scalping while in reinvesting back into my long-term holds if able to. So he's got a strategy there. Whether I use that strategy or not, uh, and whether lots of people use it or not, is not relevant. If a strategy is worked out and it works for them, then that's perfect if it's working for you. But you need to make sure it's articulated and documented and it works and, and tested. He also goes on to say, so I try and get the market to work for me while I work for it. Although I'm only new to investing on the ASX, I take my time with very small trades, but I would like to be able to understand technical analysis via your course. Can somebody please contact myself? Well, um, he says, I enjoy your show both Mondays and Tuesdays. Get a lot out of them, but practice makes perfect. Uh, if you want somebody to catch up with you and talk to you about what we do in our courses, please just go to our website, wealthwithin.com.au, down and request to download the course handbook or give the ladies a call in the office on Melbourne 92909999. They'll be able to put you through to somebody. I don't know who you are and, and we can't contact you and we don't contact people through Facebook either. Um, yeah, we, if you want to find out the information, as just come to our website and request it. But, um, but please do that. But thank you very much. And, and thank you for sharing. Even as a beginner, uh, you're actually taking a process, which means you're going to be taking or going to the market with a lot more, how do I say it, 
uh, rational thinking, but also much more purpose, which means you'll get better results. So, and I congratulate you on what you've done, even as a beginner. Then we had one from Rob who said, hi, Dale, I used to, used, uh, used to use a paid subscription for share recommendations and have also tried using fundamental filters in my Comsec account. But more recently, I've had a lot of spare time. So I subscribe to a handful of YouTube channels and get my week's worth of stocks for research there. I still apply consistent rules when evaluating the stock so I don't get sucked into FOMO and hot tips. I start with fundamental analysis and if the stock checks those rules, I categorize them as either watch in brief or shortlist. I use technical analysis to the best of my ability on the stocks in my shortlist. How's that? So he does technical analysis and fundamental analysis. So first he does fundamental. He's got to work out what He's, what he's looking at or what the value of the company is. And this is what we teach even in our basic getting started course, our, your trading mentor, sorry, uh, yeah, your trading mentor course that I mentor the students in, I answer all the questions is we say to people, the first thing is know why, but the first thing you always need to do is work out what you, what fundamentally is good value. Fundamentals will tell you what you should be looking at. Technicals will tell you when you should buy and sell it. And that's really what you should be doing. So fundamentals could, tells you what you should be looking to buy and or sell, but not when. The technicals will tell you when. And so each one of those people, we're doing fundamental research as the first part. Fantastic. Love it. And you should be doing that, but then you bring it down into the trend analysis and the technicals to fine tune your entries and exits. So whilst they may or may not be doing it perfect as we would teach our students to do, they're doing it. And that's the important part, which means their probability of success is much higher than the majority of people I get to see on these channels or talk to out there that aren't students of ours. But thank you very much for sending in your questions. For all of those who sent in their answers to last week's questions, I really do appreciate it. And it gave us ability to help teach people and hopefully open a few doors for people to say, well, this is how I need to be doing it. And we really appreciate you, your participation and taking the time to do that. Now, if you wish to learn a solid strategy for consistently picking winning stocks, then get one of my books. You can get How to Beat the Managed Funds. So this book here, you can get that one for free, uh, just pay shipping. All you do is you go to our website on the homepage, the website up the top, it says there's a button there to click on it. You can do that. Um, or just ring the girls in the office. You can um, get the book sent out to. So as I said, it's free. You just pay the shipping. Or you can get my second book, Accelerate Your Wealth, which is more for traders. So if you're more into trading, then you might like to get this book. And order at the same time when you, when you talk to our girls. They'll be able to send them both out in the same package. Now, if you do have any questions, sorry, this one you've got to pay for. The other one is free. You just pay shipping. But if you do have any questions that you want me to answer, please subscribe to the channel and stick your questions below. I'm happy to do that. Now, this channel is here to provide a safe, reliable, positive information or po positive information to you. And more importantly, education to support you and everyone else. It's not a chat forum where individuals can post anything they like. We only accept constructive questions and comments. So if you're trying to ramp stocks and promote yourself or others, or your comments are just not in line with the purpose of this channel, expect that they're gonna get deleted. It's about education and supporting everybody and helping everybody learn. That's what really this channel is about. It's There's plenty of chat forms out there if you wanna go and get lost in them, please do so.
All that said, I'd love to answer your questions or look at stocks that you um, are really interested in at the moment. So remember, subscribe to the channel, stick your questions below, and we'll look at them in next week's report. Remember that here on this channel, we do these Monday market reports each and every week, and we also do our live stream every Tuesday night, 7 to 8 p.m. So hit the subscribe button now, click the bell on the right of it so you know when we upload and go live with our videos. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. Goodbye, good luck, and good trading. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.